1: Dave. Hello, Inter. and Tori.
0: Hello, internet.
1: And we started the week with good thing. So Craig, good, good a thing.
2: You know, it's always good that we can just we we know what Tori's gonna say, so we can uh we can do our opening based on that. So, good job, team. Well done. Um, my good thing this week will be a repeat, but I need to get the word out there, guys. I don't know if you've been watching, but Marble League is back, and it's in marble form.
1: Marble Ooh. League is dead. What? New new best friend is the toy cars on a treadmill. Ah, whatever, dude.
2: <laughs> Mike, your team, Crazy Cat, Eye, cat, Crazy Cat's Eyes, are the host of this league, this year's, oh, whatever, this season's Marvel League, and they're actually doing spoiler alert, pretty well.
1: Okay, but have you seen the toy cars on a treadmill thing? You, you should definitely check things? it out. It it gives very Marble League vibes, but really better somehow. Alright, yeah, post a link to
2: that. Um I'll check it out. But yeah, Marble League's did really well. I'm actually really upset because my team uh the Midnight Whips did not get into the Marble League. They failed in the qualifiers. They're the only team to have won a previous year to not qualify for this Marble League. I'm very upset. I don't know who to root for. Um so I've been rocking the team Momo, but I don't I don't feel great about it. As long as I root against the O Rangers, I feel good. So They're they're my nemesis. Yeah, and my my wife knows exactly. They're like, oh, is it the orange ones up? I'm like, yep, there they go. (laughs) To be fair, they have the best chant of all of them. Like they're the most recognizable, but they're still my nemesis. So whatever.
0: No, their chant is the the reason I don't like them. The the I don't like hearing that. Why you don't like them? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, root against them. Um, they're not doing well this league. Savage Speeders, like they're they're the bad guys, but they've been really nice to Midnight West during the the um Marbula One thing. Wait, I don't know whatever it's called. But they they've actually helped out the Midnight West. Wh- like they're they're they play the bad guys, but I think they're good at heart. So I'm I'm a little undecided about how the Savage Speeders are. Like I like to root against them, but I'm like Jedi. Maybe I should root for them. Anyway, the point is, guys, Marble League has been doing its thing definitely go take a look the the production quality like every season is just increased like they they get a lot of following they get a they get decent amount of money from patreons and things like that um and it's just they it's so good i mean part of the quality really comes from the commentator like having a good commentator goes a long way and greg woods is just top notch um also the reason i wanted to mention this is for our Live listeners and anyone who happens to somehow catch this in the next six days, Marble League are doing an Indiegogo in which they're funding a Marble League video game. So go back that. I I mean, they've, they've gotten some demos. They show you what it is like. It's essentially the Marble League events. But you get to run your favorite team and participate in events. I don't know too much about it, but... Honestly, I think they deserve money regardless, even if the the game stinks. Like, I don't mind giving them money because they earn it. The Marble League itself is just so good. Um, It's been the sport of choice since we entered into pandemic land. So there you go. Check it out. Hey, look, it looks like Dave would also like me to mention our Patreon page, which you can get to through Patreon.com slash Cosmerecast. And hey, what do you know? There's a link to our Discord from there, so come join us and chat about anything and everything. We have fun in our Discord, so come on over. Visit us.
1: Discord fun is canceled. New best friend. Toy cars racing on treadmill.
2: Toy car
1: racing. (laughs) All right. Uh, Dave. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. That's good. That's good to hear. Would you like to do a good thing? Sure.
3: It's close enough to July that I'm going to throw another Dave out there for you. Uh, And my good Dave this week was a great jazz musician. That's right. If you haven't guessed already, of course, I am talking about the amazing Dave Brubeck. Uh, I'm not super duper well versed in jazz, but I really enjoy it. And I'm a big fan of Dave Brubeck. And I've been listening to him all week. The Dave Brubeck Quartet. Of course, his most popular piece is Take Five and Blue Rondo a la Turk. It's also quite good. Uh, just uh give it a listen anywhere you can find music. Just search for Dave Brubeck and a lot of, uh, a lot, some of this stuff's really piano heavy. Um, not all of it though. Um, but yeah, really good, really enjoyable.
1: I highly recommend checking out Dave Brubeck. Cool. And I, yes, also do enjoy some of his work. Uh, I've not gone extensively into it. Um, but yeah, so to piggyback on, on Dave's month of Dave, uh, I actually didn't have anything related to Dave Brubeck because I figured Dave could tell you way more about him than I ever could. Uh, instead, I'm going with a different Dave. Dave Batista, uh, formerly a pro wrestler and currently an actor. You may know him as Drax from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, he was in the Netflix Zack Snyder zombie movie, whose name escapes me. It just Army came out pretty the Dead. That's the one. Yeah, Dave Batista. That's all I got on Dave Batista.
0: I like him too. He's fun.
1: Uh, so Tori, what's your what's your Dave thing this week?
0: Uh, my good thing this week is that the summer reading program is over. It's over for another year. No more summer reading program. Congratulations to all the kids and kids at heart that did some reading this summer and got prizes from their local libraries. Um, you're the reason that we put ourselves through this every year. And and we hope that you enjoyed some of what you read. Um, but now it's over.
2: Ori needs a break.
0: I need such a long break.
2: Well, that will maybe be my daughter next year. Gotta join the summer reading program. You know, you might soon. have yeah, know.
0: you might have been able to do it this year because I know like my library system doesn't have uh, age requirements, so babies can get prizes if their parents read to them. So.
2: Yeah, the yeah. problem is she doesn't Perfect. care about books at all. Like we try to read to her, and she just she likes to you know play with the pages of the book rather than the
1: reading that's in the book.
0: That's still good for her development, though. So yeah. keep trying.
1: Um, different yeah, different might, textures. Might some reading. Chewing on the thick cardboard. That's all. That's all standard and good baby stuff. That's well, actually cat... we only have one touch and feel
2: book, and she likes that. And. I'm upset that no one has gotten us any touch and feel books, so
0: I gotta go correct that. I'm gonna put on my uh, professional reading specialist hat and and tell you that um, because reading is so unnatural to to any human mammal, like it. Think of it like I'm echoing again. Um, There is no natural reason for us to read. It's completely foreign to our brains, so it's really hard for kids to learn to read. And we forget that as adults who read big old books and do podcasts about them. But um, part of teaching kids to read is first teaching them that books are fun and that we love books. And one of the ways you do that is by letting them play with books. So yeah, the touch and feel books are good, but also just flipping through books and looking at pictures You don't have to read the whole book every time you sit with a child. If the child is obsessed with one page and just wants to stare at it, that's good. Let them do that. If They're not going to learn to love reading if they think that books are boring and hard and not fun. Let them them use their board books as dominoes and build houses out of them. Like, let them play with books and think books are toys. I'll get off my soapbox now. Uh,
1: Also, Craig, I would like to remind you that you and your wife are both grown-up adults who could just go buy touch-and-feel books for your daughter if you want to.
2: Yep, let me get on that with all of the time we have. We actually, when we do, um, you know, we have some parties for, for new babies and stuff because our friends and everything are having babies. We buy the touch-and-feel books. We usually get those. It's just weird that no one has given us those. We
1: give other people those. Just, just saying, like, you could do that for yourself. And with online ordering... It's, it's very, very it's
0: quick. It's a few clicks away. Yeah. You see,
1: Craig, like, when like you're checking out...
2: Person, if it's a touch and feel book, I gotta see if it feels good.
3: But there's a little box next to your item on the shopping cart. It says quantity. You can change the one to a two and no, have one for yourself. The books
2: online. books online. That's the one thing I've gotten. The only thing I buy in person now... Wait, like, but
3: then you have seen and touched you, and felt them if you're buying them in person.
2: Is clothes. And and apparently touch and feel books because we, we shop at the last minute for baby gifts. Look, guys, it's as as new parents know, time is a limited quantity.
3: That's why you buy stuff online. Save time. Yes. yeah,
2: we're, we're, We'll get some more G-G. touch and feel books because she likes them. And we want her, especially with both of us being a bit of bookworms, we, we want her to enjoy books. And she has a lot of books that she'll get to read as she grows up. I'm pretty sure I still have my Goosebumps collection, by the way, that I grew up with when I was, you know, a preteen. So she can inherit that.
1: Just make sure that, you know, while she's growing up, she sees you reading and enjoying reading.
2: Yeah, but the problem is I usually read from my e-reader.
1: But yeah, maybe she'll get her own e-reader eventually. That's that's also fine. As long as, yeah, just don't don't make reading a forced thing like schools do yeah she's gotta enjoy reading before the schools make her read that is that is something that I'm convinced that schools do badly is otherwise your kids are gonna grow up learning to hate Jane Austen. I mean go ahead and hate Jane Austen like I'm <laughs> all for weird. that uh... uh but no, just making it a a forced thing that feels like work or punishment is is bad and has convinced so many people that reading isn't fun, yeah anyway. Uh Dave. uh my good toy this week
3: is we my toy and we read chapters 13 through 15 of Shadows of Self by Brandon Sanderson, book 2 of Era 2 of the Mistborn Trilogy series of trilogies. Chapter 13, are these guys praying to Breeze priest tryouts. Wayne needs to practice flirting or Renette might start ignoring him. What's the blue stuff? Maybe Wayne is religious after all. So, yeah, Wayne's going out to this pub. And it's kind of funny because he, he refers to it as a religious establishment. He's like, oh, I'm going to the temple. Oh, that, that nun's got a low-cut blouse, but it's just a waitress serving drinks. And it's like, I could believe that this would actually, like, a real religion that grew up on schedule and they, like, they worship Breeze. And he would be, like, the god of alcohol. Like, he'd be the Dionysus of the Schedule Pantheon, right? Yeah. So, I actually, for He's a second...
2: The 17th shard. He figured it out, Dave.
3: <laughs> Breeze is the 17th.
1: Uh, so, part I of the thought I chapter... was the 17th shard. Uh, reminds me of a Bill Murray anecdote that I've read, where he just went to a bar and went behind the counter and just started bartending, and no matter what anybody ordered... He poured them a shot of tequila. <laughs> that sounds
3: like something Bill Murray would do. <laughs> he just, like, goes out and does what he wants. He's like, I'm Bill Murray. No one's going to stop me.
1: <laughs> but but tell me more about what happened in this chapter, Dave.
3: Um, Wayne starts making drinks for people. You know, the place is Super Glum Sour Puss House. And he's like, if I can get everyone drunk with more delicious e-drinks, then, yeah, town will be a better place if I can get everyone drunk. Um and he the spreads good cheer, sure. he's got this blue powdery stuff that uh when he gives it to Milan, it makes her skin translucent, but now I'm not sure if maybe she just did that voluntarily. yeah no she did that. He I think just... she did it voluntarily. He did but...
2: it to her drink, like, "Oh, look what I can do. I can make your drink change color, and she's like, "Oh, look what I can do. I can make my skin disappear."
3: Yeah, I, I first I thought it was some kind of like malatium powder that showed her true form. Um, but then in retrospect, I was like, ah, she probably just did it voluntarily because she does that. I think it's called food coloring. It's malatium powder. It reveals the chondra.
2: You found the malatium that they didn't <laughs> use in the whole second book. <laughs>
3: totally. Uh, so, yeah, maybe Wayne is religious after all. There was some kind of like statue of Breeze in the pub though, wasn't there?
2: There's a picture, not a statue. A picture of a
3: portrait on the wall. Like, so he is okay.
2: I mean, he he's he's certainly a pa- he would be a patron of the. He's a patron. And everything, patron so I think saint. That's just saint. Hey, remember this cool dude? And they you know stick it in your bar.
3: Yeah, it would be like having a picture of Jack Daniels hanging on your wall or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, next scene. Wax wants to kill Palm. They need to excavate Bleeder Spike one bone at a time. Malatium shot. It's a good thing there's two shots. That way, Wax can accidentally kill someone and still find Bleeder.
2: Why is there Malatium again?
3: The syringes that uh, that Milan gives to Wax. They have Malatium in them, which will reveal a chondra, but will kill a human. And Gosh dang it, Milan. Did you have to give him two? That's just a death sentence for somebody, some poor soul. If you gave him one, he would just use that one. But giving him two and saying that if you use this on the wrong person, they're gonna die, she's just out for blood. Not I mean, think about it.
1: This is just like this is just like a plot set up for some someone gonna die. Well, she's uh, and... Like making gestures and, and pointing toward wayne when she said when you use it on the wrong person <laughs> the wrong person
0: wink wink
1: i think she likes wayne you
2: know Waxwood. i think i think she wayne. and wayne are
1: buds waxwood
2: is like incapable of hurting wayne of all the people that he can easily deal with wayne is not one of them
3: i think that he's in sync enough with wayne that it would be very difficult for Palm to impersonate wayne but we'll see um so you know some friend's gonna die Possibly Morasi. I can just imagine a scene now where she's just like, Wax, use the melatium on both of us. It's the only way. And then, you know, she dies and the Contra gets revealed. Um, but then I had this train of thought, and I thought maybe Palm, Palm can only impersonate somebody if she has their bones, right? So that person has to be dead. Uh, but then that's actually contradicted in a future chapter this week uh, that we'll get to. But so I'm imagining this scene. now it's now it's possible again after reading the full three chapters this week. So we have two Morassis, one's fake, one's actually bleeder. And then, you know, Morassi's like, oh, use the malatium syringe on both of us. It's the only way. So then Wax goes to the other one who didn't say that. And she's like, Oh, he'd be like, Oh, only the real Morassi would say that. So he goes to the other Morassi. Uh, who actually does turn out to be the real one? Shoots her, kills her, and then has to use the syringe on. Although if that happened, why would he still have to use the melatium? So, so Dave. Yeah. Keep in mind, Wax is already like
2: has PTSD from shooting his wife in the head. And I know you want that's what it makes him it... kill Marassi.
3: I don't want him to. It just makes it a great Greek tragedy. That's all and so i feel like if that happened we wouldn't have any more books like i'll tell you one me. thing i know for a fact is that morassi's not on the cover of the third book Lessie is that's not Lessie. wow spoiler the, not Lessie. i mean steris i meant steris <laughs> i know i was gonna say we only
2: know like one blonde and it's steris so All right.
3: so morassi's not on the cover of the third book steris is so oh ergo morassi gonna die I don't feel I mean, Why, do you, think, with
2: why do you think Wayne
1: Wayne's not on the Paris cover Steve of this book cuz he died in the first book. I don't feel like Greek tragedy today. Can we get can we get Chinese tragedy instead? Is
3: that where you order general style chicken and you get sweet and sour sauce? That sounds Dude, great. that's
2: that's that's my dream, not my nightmare.
1: <laughs> then reverse it. No! <laughs> that also still sounds pretty good. Um gosh.
2: Anyway, what were we getting? at? So he so so, so Morassi's
1: gonna die. Morassi's gonna get
3: an ATM shot. We have two, although he's gonna have to kill somebody else first because it doesn't make sense for him to kill Morassi with the Mel ATM shot and then still use the second one because like, obviously the other one's gonna be bleeder. He doesn't, although it will incapacitate her moment moment or uh, temporarily. So maybe he will. Okay. Anyway, there's two Mel ATM shots, so somebody has to die. Otherwise, one shot just gets wasted. Like. Unless uh, maybe he can use it and then she gets away somehow. But now nah, someone's going to die.
2: I, I want to point something out, Dave. Remember in the last book, um, Wax was given those hazer bullets. He he a pretty much was rounds, not yeah. able to use them at all. Like, it's like, here's one for a lurcher. Here's one for a coin shot. And of course, that's who goes after him. That's who Miles, well, the this, this set. Yeah,
3: push and pull. And, and, I, thought and they, I thought they got their names backwards because they so, should have gotten them backwards.
2: You like set this up. You like you get these awesome bullets that can kill them. So you're expecting a scene where he fires a bullet and they mess it up and and they die instead. That
3: doesn't happen at all. So you're saying that Brandon Sanderson violated Chekhov's gun with a literal in the first gun. In the first, yeah. <laughs> but maybe he'll use them in this book. Maybe we'll see. But anyway, someone's gonna die, and probably Morassi All right. Uh, So after Marassi dies, Milan can take her bones and then marry Wayne. So we can have the uh, Marassi-Wayne. Because everybody wants to ship Marassi and Wayne, and everybody wants to ship Milan and Wayne. So we can have the best of both worlds. It's perfect. As much as I love Marassi, she gotta die. And Steris is best waifu anyway. So there you go. The
0: the fan fiction pretty much writes itself. (laughs) Uh,
3: So Wayne always cheats wax cheats infrequently. Maybe Milan can get one of the older conjure to talk to the gang and then remarked duplicity, which is in reference to a historical event. I just threw it out there because I saw the term. Cause I always like these like, oh, this is this is a term that they just kind of like, Burp. we call this event in history this and can you know what it is? And remarked duplicity, I believe refers to Tensoon taking the place of during the time of the final empire.
2: Yep, that is the remark. Do you... Thanks Zane, jerk.
3: Yeah. It's
2: all Zane's fault.
3: We're sure it was a jerk though.
2: Well, yeah, but still it's Zane's fault that Tensoon killed her,
3: Orza. So I like this. <laughs> I like this little bit of backstory we get for Pam as well. And how she was really close to Lord Ruler. And such and such things. Pretty cool.
2: So our, and... our listeners are bringing up a good point. Do you have something against Marassi? Because you keep trying to kill her.
3: No, I'm just just reading between the cardboard coasters. And there's glue in <laughs> so between what Marassi them. I mean, the picture there's gum in between them. It's
2: like, no love triangle. Wax has to marry stairs. We need Marassi out of here.
3: Wait, did I try to kill Marassi last book? I don't remember that. Texas Blade seems to think you did. I remember trying to kill Adolin. But now, but, and then thinking maybe he can just turn evil instead. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything against Marassi. I think she's great. Well then stop trying to kill her.
2: So so who do you think is a better not... fit for wax, Marassi or Steris?
3: I think is a better fit for Wax. For me personally, I would go for steris, but
2: yeah, this is specifically for
3: Wax. For Wax, I think Morassi's a better fit. I think Staris and Wayne would be great together though. That's Dude, how did it...
2: you not see that scene?
3: Wayne hates steris I know, that's what makes but but see, <laughs> Renette hates
1: Wayne. <laughs> And it's full circle. I I think everybody hates Wayne a little bit canonically. I don't.
2: No, is that a thing that can happen? Oh, you're saying canon? Okay, he's talking about in the books. Yeah. Everyone dislikes Wayne a little bit. Not. not no. No, no. No. No.
1: That is not the the wording I used. And I use. <laughs> oh, I thought wording... you said
2: canonically. I'm
0: sorry.
1: I you used intentional hate. word hates. Everybody hates Wayne a little bit. Not dislikes. Hates in universe. In
0: universe. Yep. Yeah. I think that's accurate.
3: Any questions about chapter 13?
2: He can be a bit of a thorn in the side sometimes. It's the, ah, Wayne. But at the same time, then he makes everyone drinks, and everyone's like, ah, he's cool.
1: If you were bartender Bill Murray, uh, would you serve drinks on Groundhog Day? Isn't that
2: sort of what he does? But only multiple times. He helps people.
1: Yay, Pennsylvania lore. All right,
3: onward, chapter 14 chapter 14 if you want to know a man dig through his garbage and try to find his social security number soothing opium dens set dude cab 16 coin shot rioter busted finally did you
2: last read this chapter because these bullet points are a little vague
3: last night uh constabulatory was Yonst replaced by Bleeder? Why didn't she learn the kids' names? Alright, so the uh, first half of this chapter takes place at the cabbage rental store. I mean ca- <laughs> Carriage. I think Not I mixed cabbage. Cab- <laughs> Not my cabbage corp. I-, I think I mixed cab and carriage and got cabb. <laughs> Maybe that's where they get the name. I like it so there's he goes to the cabbage store and cabbage 16 was out on duty but then the coin shots by the the carriage man who's descended upset is like oh you have an element on staff huh and then you know and then he's like so what about what about your rioter and the coin shots like nah he's off for the day <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was so smooth, though. Yeah, and how
2: about that rider? <laughs> Wait a
3: minute. Uh, Yeah, whatever, which is technically illegal, but uh, Wax has bigger fish to fry. He needs to find this driver of Cab 16 who's hanging out at the, the Soothing Parlor, which is basically the schedule equivalent of an opium demon, I guess.
2: Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. I, I want to quickly discuss the actual... Ethical implications of using a rioter to drum up business like on, on a scale from one to shady how shady is this?
3: I don't think it's that far off from real life advertising tactics right? yeah, exactly
2: it, it sort of fits with how people would totally try to utilize it it's just I think in the terms of rioters and soothers though you can wear your aluminum hat and and not be affected but in so general like, where... I remember when they described soothers and rioters riders to us in in the first three books, it's it's like they tweak your emotions but you're still fully in control of of the choices you make it's just hard when you're feeling a certain way maybe feeling tired and just want to get a ride home hey call a cab uh
1: i think the important thing is that it's not hidden like they're not hiding that that they're using emotional alomancy on you
2: right but it's it's not legal you know what these people, like the, the constables and and in general, they really need to get some some seekers out there. Like, I feel like there would be a big business in hiring seekers oh, to man, just Man, then the out copper clouds can
3: out. get more paid too. You're
2: right. You have copper clouds will be getting paid to hide all the shady business, and you'll have seekers getting paid to try to root out the shady business. I Dude, By the way, I maintain being that the a copper modern cloud era three modern book. I think. The main character is going to be a seeker,
3: dude. Imagine being a copper cloud and you just get paid to sit there. That would be the dream. Yeah, I thought
2: crazy. you were going for electrum, Craig. You you think uh, elect? What does electrum do again? That's the
3: that's the thing that
2: counters a- ATM,
3: right? Right. You see shadows of yourself of your future. Nah, self.
2: I, I think I think the main character. I feel like that's a good main character to go for. Someone who's a wait seeker. shadows I mean, I know of they, self. Vin did that a lot because she could pierce copper clouds, but. If they go, I don't know if they're going to go like if he's doing a modern detective thing or if he's going to go a different route. But I don't know. That's my guess.
3: Maybe a military campaign.
2: I feel like he's going to avoid the more physical ones because we've already done a lot with the physical medals, and I think he's going to go for something a little more mental. So yeah. Well, then why
1: even go base eight at that point? Why not? I mean, why not play we don't with have to the medals that we true. haven't really explored yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe was it Necrosil like, or whatever external... that? Aluminum one, whatever
3: yeah. That necrocell, called.
2: yeah, yeah. What's necrocell? It removes metals from someone else.
3: Oh, out, yeah. External it's the external aluminum. aluminum. Hmm. Maybe the partner will have, like, the sidekick's gonna have extra drill, extra necrocell, <laughs> necrocell, dead cells.
2: All right, let's let's continue.
3: Uh, all right, so then the next scene is Morassi going into the constabulatory offices to see Aradell with milan and then she gets the report from a guy about the dam breaking and uh this dynamiter that was hired was arrested and executed and then later the grave was mysteriously desecrated and they found his bones somewhere so yeah probably was bleeder there but during the trial the dude couldn't remember his kids names so like why was why was bleeder so sloppy? And then they meet Aridel in the end of chapter.
0: That seems uneventful. Well,
3: it all happens in chapter 15.
0: Okay, we should Back probably... Back to more action, action,
1: please. Uh, you want me to read your bullet points for you? Okay. This looks like a job for someone with a hat. What did Chapuau saw? Martial law when? Who is Aridel's ancestor? Docs? I wonder if Docs also snored loudly. Spy on wax. So they don't need to kill dudes to imitate dudes. There you All have sudden,
2: it like now you have to interpret those. Uh, well I can address one of your bullet points, Dave, and I don't think it's a spoiler. But Aradell's ancestor is Gordel. Is that the bog guy? He wasn't he like he was working for one of the nobles and then he switched sides. Is that Gordel?
1: That was Palace no, Guard to...
0: yeah. gave in a spear guy. When yeah, Ben podcast. raided the palace uh, and she was like, hey, you guys, you're just working for this, yeah. for the Lord Ruler. You're not really evil. I'm going to give you this one chance to leave. And um, so he, he left and then he later joined her cause. And,
3: uh, Isn't he the guy that the Marsh killed? Book, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was the died. one who's carrying the note that the the Marsh killed. Yeah. He didn't,
3: Marsh didn't kill the note. Or I guess he... He... Ruin, Ruin forced Marsh to kill him. Well, no. But... He said he killed the note, but he crumpled it up and threw it away.
2: But the note was so important. It, ha- it was for Marsh this whole time.
3: And where's Marsh now? Handing out books to Marsh.
2: Still Morasi. working
1: for Ruin. And <laughs> partly. Marsh is basically misborn Tony Hawk right now. <laughs>
0: what is that mean?
1: The skateboarder?
0: He's basically immortal. I
1: mean, yes. Have you guys not seen, like, what Tony Hawk does online these days? No. Really? I I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Basically, like, people will bring up anecdotes about meeting Tony Hawk or someone who has the name Tony Hawk and not believing that it's Tony Hawk, and he'll, like, go in and corroborate that. What's Tony Hawk up to these days? This, says Tony Hawk.
2: Oh, well, that's good. Setting the record straight. But yeah, the whole point is Gordell was... The the guy
1: who joined, he was a Lord Ruler person, and he died by Marsh. Minecraft. Changing my cast list. Marsh is now Tony Hawk. <laughs> and played and playing the role of death, we have Tony Hawk. Hey, that's the same name as that skateboard guy. Wonder what he's up to these days. Anyway. Alright, why don't you walk us through the notes, Dave? Uh
3: yeah. Wax doesn't have a hat. Should have had Wayne. Mm, what did Chappelle saw Uh, i saw bleeder changing in the back of his cab and so uh, all we get out of that guy
2: so that's a little different like it's one
3: thing where milan
2: walks around making herself sort of translucent which is weird but okay but watching a chandra changing their shape to form into someone else has got to be pretty disgusting
3: all right and then we go cut to Milan and Aradal and Marasi on a roof. And Aradell's like, I need the governor to give me that martial law. And he should give martial law to all the octants. And then we find out that he has an ancestor and that he snores loudly. And Milan puts on all these airs, which is kind of funny because we know she's more laid back than that with the others. And she's like, what if my laid-back persona is actually the act that I put on? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and also, Aradell wants Marasi to spy on Wax. And Marasi has this whole, like, oh, did he actually just hire me so that I could spy on Wax? I don't want it to be. And then we go back to the massage parlor. Actually, <laughs> it's the soothing parlor, but he, but Chapeau was also getting a massage, I think. And we find out that Bleeder was taking on a distorted form of Cow's face. So she can at least somewhat impersonate people without taking their bones. So, you know, alive people are still on the table. We can still have that uh, that doppelganger showdown with Marazzi and Bleeder and Wax at the end.
2: I mean, so key
3: point, Milan made her own body.
2: She doesn't. She's not impersonating anyone. Those are Mil- her, right, Milanda, so. yeah. Um I don't know where she got the hair from, which is not interesting like maybe it's some kind of wig cuz you can't they can't make hair, but yeah, that's her body and nothing says you can't oh, make try did to look like get someone. The hair. But I think it's very hard for them unless you're very skilled like Tensoon or Pom, who happen to be both of the same generation.
3: Um they third? I remember yeah, they're Tensun third generation. Third, right. Okay.
2: Um yeah, so they're very skilled, so they can probably easily look like someone else. But it's hard to get some of the details correct unless you eat their body. Well, eat their bones.
3: But Beliter's good. I I believe she's you got believe the skill. Believe Beliter
2: is good. Oh, uh, good at her she's job. Skillful, yeah. Uh, skillful, yeah. She is. She's. I think they they remarked that she's basically Tensoon and her are the best at impersonation. But Palm was used by the Lord Ruler, whereas Tensoon was just. In general, like you know, used by the chondra to do whatever' now, correct me was if used I'm by the wrong but,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they say at one point in one of the books I don't remember where that it's the act of eating the body that helps the chondra form the shape, like it's if they if they were the ones that ate it, they can use the bones pretty much as long as the bones last, but if you just give them a set of bones with no flesh on it, that it's harder.
1: I think it was more the the studying ahead of time, but the eating probably let you learn, like, the the exact proportion of, like, muscle and fat and placement. Man, we got a good podcast. I don't know why we're not more popular. Look at this discussion we have. Yeah, the, the exact way to eat per- someone to take on their essence.
0: One bite at a time.
1: This is all Brandon Sanderson's fault that we sound this way. Uh... But, no, there's there's also, like, the the pre-murder studying that that goes into it. Uh, I mean, there including... is a definite skill to being able to form bodies quickly. As
2: you guys remember, Tensoon can form a body very fast. Much faster than most conjure expect. Oh, uh, yeah. Palm is, is probably very similar in, in that skill. And, in fact, that was 300 years ago. So, let's add 300 more years of skill on top of
1: that. And I'm guessing when she, like, made that dude's face, it wasn't perfect so it's,
2: it would be close enough yeah
1: it, it would be close but it would be just a little bit off like like have you seen those like photorealistic masks masks
2: right it's yeah. just like it's it's unsettling it's that uncanny valley this is slightly off and it looks creepy sort of thing
1: right but it'll get you by for a minute uh so anyway what's next dave maybe
3: marasi will have like mud on her face but that would make her a big disgrace <laughs> oh man i remember that song Stomp, stomp, clap.
1: Stomp, stomp, clap. Uh, that's all for this week. Okay. Does anybody have anything for Dave? I do. So, um, no, never mind.
2: I thought I had a question for you, but now I've forgotten, so I apologize. Oh, well, I got nothing.
1: Don't soothing parlors sound nice? Like, you go in, you get a massage, and all of your... All of your emotions you get just a get a
2: mental massage and a physical massage.
1: Yeah, so good. So, like real life massage parlors try to do that with like aromatherapy and yep. music yep. and you know soothing decorations, but here you can just have somebody magic your brain to shut itself up.
0: That sounds really fun,
1: right?
2: I mean, uh, keep in mind the downside of the soothing nature is that it does go away. Like the the actual just the act. I mean, the same is true for like you said aromatherapy. It's just trying to calm yourself down so you can get to the point where you can continue being that way. If you have any stressors in your life, it's still going to apply after you leave the soothing parlor. So, but it's if a you step don't, if better. you
1: don't have any stressors in your life, then why are you bothering with a soothing parlor? Because so good, man. But yeah, it sounds really nice.
3: I don't know. It sounds like not very distinct from just being addicted to drugs. Well, I don't think there's an addiction factor to. I mean there's probably you probably i i mean maybe but I maybe you wouldn't have a chemical dependence on something, but you could still have an emotional dependence on something and be addicted like
0: I mean, right. have you <laughs> ever been you to a the massage them? parlor because massages are nice,
3: yeah, I've been to one once
0: like it's really nice, but I don't know if I would compare it to a drug den,
3: not a uh, massage, but the soothing part, yeah, like you're you're taking an external force and suppressing you know part of your emotion or whatever like that's what drugs do
2: i feel like it can be somewhat similar to like caffeine and coffee it's it's it, it you can form a dependence on it if you feel like you need to operate you need to have you need to be soothed in order to live your life and operate so i can see how so, certainly people can become addicted to it. I don't, maybe, don't think it's comparable to drugs. Hey, hey well Craig. you
3: maybe wouldn't be
1: no. chemically addicted, but you would be psychologically addicted to it. I I have some bad news for you, bud.
2: I know Caffeine is addictive. a drug.
1: I I know, but it's
2: it's it's like one of the lighter Craig's
1: caffeine. allergic to caffeine.
2: I'm actually not allowed to have caffeine, but uh yeah, no, I, I understand that it just it's more I don't know. I'm going to get myself in trouble. The whole point is that I could see that people can form a dependent. I don't think it's as bad as... I don't, th- I don't think I would classify it as drug level, but it's certainly like video game level of addiction and dependence, certainly. Let's go with that. It's soothing Pollers are equivalent to video games. Done.
1: Uh, all right. I buy that. All right. Anything else for Dave?
0: Nope. I got nothing.
1: Okay. Then Dave's... Uh, okay. Bye. Bye, Dave. Bye, Bye Dave. Dave. All right, Dave's gone. Play the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If
3: you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. Uh, All right, what do we have for spoilery time? I got something big to discuss.
2: Oh, yeah, we... Ooh. we do tell. No, we left- no, not, not, it's actually not what you think it is, Mike. Well,
1: we also have the the thing from last week.
2: We we might want to wait because you said you have to go and my baby is very upset. So I don't actually have a lot of time. We might have to wait a week for that discussion.
0: I wondered what that noise in your background was.
2: I'm sorry. She's having a cranky day. That's fine. We all have those. There, there's something specifically I want to discuss from chapter 14. So if I may, I would like to read a quote. This is This is super big, guys. For those of you who have read Mistborn Secret History, here's the thing. Right here in chapter 14 is a, oh, wait, this isn't what you think it is, which Dave just ignored, by the way. Nothing. We got nothing out of him. Not even a bullet point on this. But in chapter 14, Marasi and Milan are discussing theology, essentially. Um, Basically, Morassi mentions that she's a survivorist. And Milan's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Worship the guy who died rather than the one who actually saved the world. Um, which I mean I sort of agree. It's a little weird that survivorists are so big, but it's because of the setup that Kelsier did in the first book. It's sort of he formed the religion. Like that's just what happened. And and it's it's a path that travel. Plus Sayza was like, No, no, don't worship me. Don't I just picked up two shards, it's okay. So you could, I could see why it came about, but it is a little weird. If you look at it that way, the quote that I want to read to you is this is Marasi quoting from her. The, the book that says it actually wrote the survivor transcended death. Uh, he survived even being killed, adopting the mantle of the ascendant during the time between preservation's death and Vin's ascension. That isn't in the first three books. And if you're just reading this like I did the first time without reading secret history, you're like, oh, OK, that's just when uh, Ten Soon was or I guess it was Orsir at the time was imitating Kelsier like that. That's what that means. That is totally not what that means. That is specifically the point where Kelsier, you know, briefly holds preservation's power after preservation died. Like we get that in secret history. He, he was a vessel for preservation's power until he was able to actually transfer it over to Vin.
1: Yep. Which is, I want to say something that Brandon was like mentioned more than once in like word of Brandon's that Kelsier was a shard holder for preservation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't know until
2: we read secret history.
1: Right. Like we didn't get context on that. Yeah. Or what that meant. But yeah. So it's right here
2: in this chapter, chapter 14. And then, Milan's like, wait, really? And Marassi responds, yeah, Harmony wrote it, wrote of it himself in the word of founding. So that event that we read in sacred history, like number one, Seizid was aware of what happened. Probably, you know, after he picked up the shards, he was aware of of the path that it it took. Or they had some kind of conversation. Although my impression was that the words of founding were sort of like right after the the catacenter. Like the book was there after Seizad rearranged the world and fixed it.
1: Sure, um, but, um, blah. Kelsier's, uh, Force Ghost. Good God, what is the term? Shadow.
0: Cognitive Shadow.
1: Cognitive Shadow. Cognitive but Shadow, I Force Ghost. But
0: I like Force Ghost.
1: Ghost. <laughs> Force Ghost. Was, was also there for the whole thing, so, like... Yeah. there There is definitely an amount of time between Seizad takes up the shards and fixes the world, and people actually, like, come out of... Yeah. Of their shelters, so for sure enough time to for Sazed and Kelsier to have a conversation.
2: Well, they do have a conversation, which is very interesting. At the end of Secret History, remember Kelsier's like, "So how do I get a body back?" And Sazed's like, "You can't." And he like walks away. Did he say you can't, or did he
1: say, "I'm not going to tell you"? Sazed
2: lied. Sazed says it's not possible. I think. And and Kelsier's like, "Sazed, you've always been a bad liar." Ah. That's essentially how the book ends. Um and we know Kelsier does walk down to the southern pole and saves the people there, which again is another weird thing why Sayza didn't try to help them out. Like why why does Kelsier there's I have a lot of questions that I think we're gonna get in the lost metal. I am hoping we get some information, but the whole situation evolving, like why Sayza doesn't want to help Kelsier, why Kelsier heads down to the South Pole and helps them out. Um it's just there's there's a weirdness there. And I'm not quite sure why it's
1: happening. I kind of feel like the Lost Battle is going to be at least partially um, Ghostblood-centric. Now that we know Yeah, who... it's setting them up. That would be good. Now that we're pretty sure we know who, uh, who Kelsier has actually been this whole time.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping it's information about what Kelsier did while he was down there to give us information about Ghostblood. But, you know, that was technically almost 300 years before the book so there's going to be more to it but yeah that's that's what i want so that's the whole point i just i enjoyed that when i was doing my reread of of this week's chapters and i'm like there it is there's secret history right in your face and dave completely missed it which is gonna be so good when we can we can go back and point him to this chapter and be like dude there's been foreshadowing this whole time and i'm sure there's other places as well but this one really stands out to me
1: Okay, to be fair to Dave on Missing It, did you get it your first time through?
2: Oh, absolutely not. That's what I said. The first time I read it, I didn't. Now, keep in mind, I've read a lot faster than Dave because I didn't have to read two, three chapters a week. So I was just, you know, blazing through it. But Cause... yeah, no, I, t- I totally didn't get it. It's the same thing that I didn't pick up. Vasher was, um, uh, dude. That one guy who
1: was also Vasher.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Tori.
2: Yes, that's who I meant.
1: Vasher was What's Warbreaker,
2: except on Zaheel? except
1: on Roshar. So Vasher,
2: like, Zyle. I do not know. Yeah, it wasn't until I read the Coppermine entry, unfortunately, because I, mu- I I picked up Vivena, which which I'm gonna I want to see Dave's reaction.
1: Well, one, I'm looking for that once you know that Vasher is Zile, like somebody else showing up who has you know very Nalthus, yeah, Nalthusy Nalthus qualities tendencies, like yeah, that's probably Vivenna. Like that,
2: that. I don't, one's I don't think she does the trick with connection to get the language though. I think she sort of knows how to speak it. Yeah. Um. So she, So she doesn't have all the I'm having trouble trying to say things that isn't about colors. But there's still hints like with her the royal locks I think th- there's a hint and of course the fact that she's using some kind of investiture just it's not surge binding.
1: Uh, also she isn't a cognitive shadow force ghost so maybe she doesn't have access to that particular brand of investiture that allows oh, for
2: interesting.
1: faking connection to is get is there something that like cognitive that. shadows are good at that maybe maybe or maybe it's just a trick that Xyle vasher warbreaker kolad picked up i mean
2: i i would guess the latter but i uh, could go either way discount that there's some some more specialties that cognitive shadows oh had. there
1: there for sure is more stuff going on with cognitive shadows that we haven't seen yet like that's that's a guarantee the mic guarantee or your yeah. money back. Well, okay, that's no. that's
2: all I want to discuss. Um, I, I, do. I don't want
1: to I don't want to offer money back because there are people <laughs> who who do pay us. Um,
0: and we appreciate I would like to discuss people. Fel
1: Knights. We do. Right. Because it's been it's been so long
2: ago and I don't want to forget it. I don't even fully remember all the details, but it's it's really good. If, if we can discuss it in like five minutes and we can go for it.
1: Uh, I feel like there's more to it than five minutes is going to is going to really do. Can we wait a week? I think we can wait a week and then just plan yeah. on actually having a proper discussion about it. Yeah, maybe if we can get Fell Knight actually listening that day, that would be good. That would be good. But I think for now, we're just going to go ahead and call it. So this has been an episode. Bye, everybody.
0: Good night, Internet. Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made-Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening.